0: Hi, this is Jackie Fry, design ops leader and part time sociologist.
1: And this is Allison Rand, design ops leader and cognitive neuroscientist in training. And you are listening to In Common. Woo! Have
0: you, have you made anything lately? Hmm.
1: Oh. Made anything? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's, that's true. I actually have. Well, I made a jungle gym and I made some raised beds. Oh, no, you didn't? Like from scratch?
0: or like with a kit
1: with a kit I make oh. shit from scratch oh
0: no no i saw the raised beds on the on the grams
1: yeah yeah i made the raised beds and i made the jungle gyms oh, but nothing from scratch what about you
0: definitely gardening these days yes lots of gardening and uh do you guys have snakes in brooklyn
1: <laughs> like like reptiles or humans <laughs>
0: I don't know why that killed me, but that
1: killed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs>
0: we have, we have, we have no
1: reptile, unless they've been like let loose from some crazy person. I do live in Flatbush. So I'm, I'm sure the snake will show up in my backyard, but no, not really? like, not like down South. My sister has snakes in her yard all the time. You Wait, have
0: snakes. You, there's, you like, don't see snakes in the city at all. Mm.
1: No, I mean like legit only if somebody has let them loose because they don't want to keep them anymore. Like we have plenty of those, (laughs) but they're not like, I'm going to like start raking leaves and be like, holy shit. There's like one of those, like, whatever, (laughs) cause that That happens to my sister all the time.
0: That is exactly what's happening to me here in Atlanta. Like we are (laughs) just like, like we just like rake something. We're like, Oh God. Oh oh, God. That's so scary. But they're all just brown snakes, and you kind of have to be, like, stoked about that. Those are good. And then if you did find a big, huge rat snake, those are really good to keep around, too. So if I saw a rat snake, and rat snakes, get this. Oh, my gosh. One time, my mother-in-law was like, what's that in the tree in her backyard? And a rat snake had, like, used the branches of her oak tree in the backyard to, like, um get rid of its skin you know shed its skin and it was like literally like so many feet long and it was just like dead skin of a snake. i'm like looking
1: up rat snakes right now and i'm just
0: huge they're like king snakes they they're they're top of the snakes and they kill the poisonous snakes here in georgia they kill the copperheads which is good so the copperheads
1: that's what my sister always like runs into
0: hail them don't mess with them copperheads they're bad that get you
1: i and they have like
0: diamonds a, on their back and then like a viper has like anyways been gardening a lot and snakes lots so of snakes. this
1: is like my biggest issue is because i'm a born and raised city person um lived in north carolina for a brief stint and puerto rico but like really uh, in nature i love it in theory but you're but like if- snakes freaks me out. I remember hiking in Palm Springs, quote unquote, hiking in Palm Springs. That's how I roll. That's about about as nature as I'm going to get. I did
0: reflect on that. I mean, that is in the middle (laughs) of a desert. It's very natural.
1: And there were freaking rattlesnakes, yo. I was like, I'm out. I am so out. Why did I even do this? (laughs) Yeah, you don't get off of trails in the desert. That is for Mm. sure. So, gardening is good for the for the soul. What are you growing? Um, food. Us, yeah. v- vegetables, uh, herbs, herbs. We're trying to we're trying to become self sufficient.
0: We are, Our goal is to make a ratatou- a ratatouille a ratatouille, <laughs> a ratatouille by um by uh, like August. <laughs> So we got tomatoes and eggplants and onions. That is,
1: I love that. You have a themed garden.
0: Yeah, we want, and we have squash. We uh, we did a, we didn't do a raised flower bed. I did see your Graham and you had a raised flower bed. Well, that's because
1: if we put anything in the ground here, it would kill us if we ate it. Interesting. (laughs) True. You can't put anything into the ground in like New York, Brooklyn dirt. There's lead. There's probably a car buried underneath my lawn. I have seen cars buried in backyards and like people discovering that when they've excavated. So you have to have raised beds.
0: This is fascinating. I'm so glad that we're friends. I would never have known that people just buried cars. You know what they buried?
1: (laughs) You know what we found in our
0: backyard? Bricks. People bury bricks. Why do people bury bricks?
1: It's easier than, I don't know, getting rid of them the normal way.
0: A dumpster, we're getting (laughs) dumpstered. Anyways.
1: The other thing I think is important to talk about is that um, I've been spending a lot of um, time and money on more gold.
0: <laughs> I was like, you said gold, but did you say Bitcoin? Like, I was like, I just couldn't. It's the end of time. No,
1: but gold. No, real gold because um, I have progressively, and no one can see me right now, but I have, I'm progressively starting to wear, so are you, more chains.
0: You, I see your chain game. Gold
1: right now. glasses and these Jackie Fry inspired giant. Mm. Hey, mommy. Mommy, M A M I, bamboo gold earrings, and I've decided that I'm just gonna go out through this whole quarantine. I'm gonna like just layer myself in. What was I remember when you told me about
0: the mommy door knockers that you were showing to me right now? Um, what was the what was the S L A on receiving that? How long did that take?
1: Oh, not very long. See, that's what's bothering me right now.
0: Like I'll put an order. I'm just like, I have no idea how long it's going to take, but door knockers.
1: But when they show up, two two weeks, I mean, it was a couple of weeks, less than a month. But like, I mean, I I couldn't have been happier when they showed up and my husband looked at me like, what what? is happening right (laughs) now? (laughs) I'm really just trying to confuse people. I think it's important. Listen,
0: they're great. I love them. Thank you. Thank you. Well, good luck on that garden. Let's share recipes. Yes. You ready? (laughs) You ready to switch? Y'all, we're trying. Everybody's trying right now. We are
1: trying so hard. We
0: are a mess. It's a mess.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: So Allison, design thinking and human-centered design, is it like every, like outside of operations and sort of, you know, my favorite trackers and budgets and plans and all of that. Mm It's like how, like design thinking and human-centered design, is that life for you? Is that life?
1: Is it life for
0: me? Yeah, L-Y-F-E. Is that life?
1: (laughs) Or like F-Y-R-E. Yeah. Um, Is it life for me?
0: You believe no, in it no. you believe the hype
1: of course i believe in it but it is not life for me i definitely believe the hype i definitely believe the hype i definitely believe the value of it i think i'm questioning a lot of that this now with all of our new conversations that we've been having in this state that we're in that's much more broad and much more about a society centered lens but i do believe that human-centered operations is human centered design turned inward for an organization is incredibly valuable. And I think that's how we, you and I specifically approach our work with that lens really. And like thinking about um, how we're designing this experience based on our audience. And that's really different depending on the organization.
0: Right. For me, sometimes that is the designers, say for like our onboarding program, we're gonna design that for the designer's experience who's entering into like a a cross-functional team and what do they need to know and like what emotions would they have and like what's their service blueprint and their journey, right? But also, I mean, I think sometimes about how we take design thinking or human-centered design into the cross-functional team the practice in and of itself and my customer suddenly switched to not design, but like, it could be product. It could be engineering. It could be a ha- it, it or God forbid the actual customer.
1: <laughs> right. God forbid.
0: <laughs> but like, it's, it's a very interesting, I, I mean, for sure the process changed my thoughts in life for, and how I approach solutioning, but it also like having been being that it is like almost life for me all every day being that I'm a senior director of design operations I have like solidly and we talked about this just a second ago like I think that often it's yes a skill thing yes an artifact yes like a a practice of like super like cross-functional and empathetic like like work that happens but it truly like it it can happen in a cross functional domain but if the business is not aligned operationally to allow work like that to happen mm-hmm. there's some challenges so i come back to better oh, yes. design being and we talk about like transformations i think it's an operational transformation that's happening
1: thoughts an organizational operational transformation mm-hmm. <laughs> well you know uh mm-hmm. uh-huh absolutely and that requires think- a ton of like of that organizational psychology and mercy. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and and I don't
0: think enough people spend enough time there. I think they think, oh, here's a toolkit, here's a playbook, but like, have you done that other work? What you know, the organizational, the operational, the like, you know that that. The incredibly important but almost invisible work that has to happen in order for something like human centered design, design thinking to take root it, as a sort of solution mechanism. But I want to say that you are so freaking experienced in this. Tell me the juicy gossip of how this actually <laughs> works at a company dying to know. No names, just dying to know how this works. Well, what have you seen?
1: As a consultant. How this actually works as a consultant? um, I mean, the interesting thing that I have seen as a pattern for many, many years, and I worked in consulting for most of my career, is that we as designers take for granted that people think the way we do. And I think that that is really our... Achilles heel. That is our biggest flaw. Our greatest flaw as a design community is like, is thinking that this is the, the duh kind of thing that people will just naturally get. And so no. often, no, and they don't. And it's, don't. Not. And, and it's,
0: no, it's not, not a duh, but it's it feels not a, like duh. a duh.
1: It definitely feels like a duh. And it certainly feels like a duh if you're, I don't know. I have many feelings about this. It feels like a duh if you're a self-aware person and you we fancy were. yourself a good listener and you fancy yourself to be very empathetic and you fancy yourself to be solving and caring. Self-aware, problems, woke, problems, all these things. All those things. But as we've seen and as we've learned, um, even those communities organically grow to be very instiller. And so mm. when I have worked at consultancies in the past or in general, just being in design, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm having a lot of these conversations where we're having conversations with each other and they're cross-functional teams and we totally get it. But then we have to, you have to bring that conversation into an organization that doesn't get it at all. And the translation gets completely lost, which hey, is where, <laughs> yeah, a hundred, you know, but, but that's where Design Ox comes in. And that's where it's always been this kind of bridge function in the same ways i believe that like um ux engineering creative technologists oh bless her i love They're them. the same types of translators between these two disciplines
0: we've talked about how much we love those
1: oh like,
0: you God, have a good you got fine. good creative
1: technologists
0: mm. and you're like we can speak the same language oh my gosh you see but that's not the point of the story the point of, this story no, is the, point of the story no that's not the point of design
1: that's not the point of the story get that's me back not, to, get
0: me back on track cor- i'm sorry correct
1: so going back to bringing this thinking into organizations that have not been prepared for in theory having their minds blown but like unpacking the work that is um org transformation work mm. uh goodness so you need which uh so you need to have the well first of all i think you need to come at it speaking a language that Everyone can understand. What's and, that language uh, called? Uh, English. What? I mean, I don't know. Whatever the language. <laughs> <are>. <laughs> Maybe that's not. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> I, got, I was just like immediately like
0: give me that answer. What is the answer? Is it? Oh, it's English. Oh, uh, that,
1: that has not I mean, been working for me a year. <laughs> I feel like it's basic English.
0: But it's so. Also, oh my gosh, communication is so critical through this. Not the point of the story. Keep going. I love you. I'm sorry I'm interrupting.
1: No, this is where, this is how we're supposed to be talking. Communication is super <laughs> important. And I have even found myself over time feeling like I know what I'm talking about and I can <laughs> say these things and people are like, what are you even saying? I remember, yeah. I remember, <laughs> this is very funny <laughs> um, Can't wait. <laughs> John made a story where I had been working with him for a really long time and he was like, the things that come out of your mouth make complete sense to me. And as soon as you write them down, I don't even know who that person is anymore. And, <laughs> and it took a really long time for me to, well, A, become a better writer but also to recognize I had this epiphany moment. I remember it so well. I was at an airport about to get on a plane to France to go meet him and my team. And I said, oh my God, John, I was texting him. I said, I write in SOW language. I, statement of work, legal <laughs> language, because I have been doing it for so long. And I write in decks. I, those, that's the combination. Can you imagine this language of SOWs and dex. Yes. And oh my god. I think like, I'm having the epiphany yes, now. Oh yes. no. <laughs> so I wasn't even speaking English. And as soon as I recognized that, it was like, what a joy. I don't have to be that person anymore. And no wonder it's there's such there's this barrier to entry for all these other people because I remember a client saying to me, you know, you oftentimes you all come into a room and you make everybody feel dumb. Oh. Yeah. And I think it was like this, like holy Rosenthal language. That's the <laughs> yeah. upcharge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You didn't know how much that cost per hour. <laughs> oh my gosh, yours.
0: And I do think that okay, this is like eight different lessons in one.
1: one I know, I know. Is I know. like
0: know. organizational transformation and getting something like human centered design into a business that isn't there today. And, like, I I can appreciate, like, Safe Agile has recently, like, their latest, like, version of it has shown, like, has brought in language for and given a different, I think, perspective of the role of design versus, like, I feel like we're all talking about the three-legged stool, and the three-legged stool for Safe Agile was a much different, like,
1: it's a different stool. <laughs> it was two different. We were like, oh, wait, like, we were talking like, wait, completely we were talking past about, each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love y'all. Like, I... I, and like both of them can work together. And I think the latest version of safe agile has done an F has made an effort of like connecting and translating like a a framework that would translate the two groups. There's more to be like, and and in perfect worlds, like safe agile and design thinking, like at the end of the day, they want to get stuff done. Um, I think that, you know, I think safe is has its own mechanism to unearth what the priority roadmap and like who is sort of the decision maker in making that or decision makers in deciding what that would be versus say like human centered design that like you know would root in a different a different person but i I do think like more and more um product managers are are absolutely acting as that almost like translator between the two systems and both knowing like uh, one part of the team may need to speak in agile and one more of the team may need to speak in and develop solutions in human-centered design and like yes but that is like
1: uh it's hard it is hard however i do believe that is where we're heading i do believe that future current and future uh, product executives will ha- ha- be well-versed in both.
0: And I would and- say right now that's had to been, like we in design ops have had to be those people because mm-hmm. we'll literally be like, we'll, we'll go in with de- in design management too. I think we, are, we lock arms and we're like, okay, how do we better articulate what is the scope of, of this sort of Design sprint, or re, or or what the scope of research would mean within context of um, within a sprint, right? And having to go negotiate that within the confines of a sprint, a Kanban or sprint board that is like very focused on delivery um, and in sh- and, uh, and
1: continuous deployment, right? Wow. Like, oh, At the ah! Same time, <laughs> trying to straddle the strategic side,
0: the yes. vision
1: piece. So making sure that they're constantly, you know, connecting to one another. And I feel like, I don't know what you, how, what your experience or how you feel about that, because I feel like product management has almost taken over that strategic relic. Like um, I have seen side, that. You know what I mean? Like I've definitely and, seen that. And so design ops can often get relegated to just task management. And product of this three-legged stool, product management could be that strategic kind of connected tissue. Uh-huh. But okay. I also think design operations plays a pretty f- critical function, but there is a lot of um, uh, redundancies. I
0: think. Well, they are. And I think not every organization has like a product manager, a project manager, and then design ops. Like some only have one of the three, some have all three, and some have, you know, two of the three. And it could be, you know, product management, design ops, which I've heard of other tech companies definitely having that as their makeup or uh, no design ops and project management. And they have to actually, you know the conversations we're having here is super relevant, and they could relate to it because they have mm-hmm. design managers, design um, designers, and researchers all coming in saying like, we need more design sprints, or we need more, we need more time, we need more studies, we need, you know. And I think that's so hard to balance in the world of continuous deployment. However, we've moved off topic, super Sorry, off topic.
1: But I was going to circle back by saying, no, I think it's it's all relevant. Circle back by saying there is also this what I believe to be a somewhat terrible movement towards ops everything. So like, there was DevOps and then there was design ops and now there's product ops and then there's content ops and then there's research ops. And then it's like, so all of a sudden, like everything is being operationalized. That's like a
0: Twitter. That was, <laughs> I think you and I were talking about this when we were first starting. It's like, a, that was like a good tweet. Like, what do we add ops to? And I was like, house ops, but- uh, Right, like,
1: house ops. House ops. But My I mean, husband I mean, loved I mean, that, by the way. He's like, just <laughs> make that I was like, this Jackie, always coming up with the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I do think, I mean, at the end of the day, that's like, I love that statement. You and I were like, at the end of the day, here we go, let's
1: pull up the thread of- <laughs> Yes, the giant hairball, Jen.
0: Oh, wait, mm-hmm. uh, but let's like, okay, if we pull up that thread,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if there's all these groups that need operations and no one team that's set up to deliver on It's that, not just
1: operations, it's scale. <gasps> Your favorite word, but- And you know,
0: what, you know what scale means to me is people. Mm. Scale means people. And it's I think that is some of the challenge. Understanding is, across multiple groups. Ingestion. Information across people. Right. I mean, yes. people equal communication. Yes. And to me, like, that is the challenge. But here's the deal. Like, you pull at that thread, what we know, and, like, there's enough, like, white papers out there that can show you the value of doing human centered design, developing for what your, your customer and super like being super empathetic and being customer driven, customer centric, customer focused has a, it has a, it's a, it's a good bottom line for the business. It's not just, Hey, empathy is great moral decision. It's a, it's a, it has a, it has an immense revenue impact Mm -hmm. from what we see of studies. Now, But I do think it takes several years, and I don't know how many companies are patient through that process. I've heard somewhere between three years, five years, maybe it's more than that, um, to actually implement. That probably depends design. on the
1: size, too. Yeah, because of the people. Design leaders who are at just these like Fortune 50 companies, they're massive, yeah, that's a huge. That is that is Shifting trying norms. to turn the Titanic.
0: Yes, because okay, let's get. Oh, so if we talk about the like what human designer human design does, it's changing the norms of the way that people work together, and that is the organizational challenge. That is and um in terms of like, are the people like are the skill sets there? Are the people there who could do this type of work like, CX journey mapping, service design, the research, um, component side of it? I mean. You know, speak to me in SOW language. Come on, come, come back to me. What would an SOW say?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the SOW would try to break that out into, um, into language that is actually understandable, even if it is in this sort of legalese. But it is, goes back to like very tactical, operational language. We artifacts. will do this. You yeah. will get this this is why we were, we are doing these things. And at the end you will have this and the meaning of it is this and so on and so forth. But trying to communicate, and you never communicate this in an SOW really is that it's not, it's not one step. It's not one phase. This is a multi-phased approach where you see companies like McKinsey have started to become pretty successful at this because they're already in these giant organizations and they've absorbed design companies. And so they have a design um, arm a design practice that they could plug in and say like, we are gonna figure out through in partnership with our traditional change management processes. And we believe in design processes and bring them into the system. And so I, it's, it's complicated, man.
0: Oh, it's so complicated,
1: but I mean that's why that's why you're like secretly cheating and doing work.
0: Oh, at night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, yeah, the secret. Like, I have no, a uh, Let me yeah. answer this email. I yeah, got it. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You're you <laughs> so outed me. No, I mean it it's
0: complicated. It's complicated, and it's so. Oh my gosh! It's uh, I, I would say scaling this type of stuff is. I would I would describe it as what I would like having watched um, many like CIA type movies. It's like CIA level work. This is why Mayor Mayor Meredith Black, who is like I wanted to be in the CIA, makes total sense oh, that she was the right hand and like Oh the, my gosh. of of, mm-hmm. of design and like how the design you know, like- With, I, We it,
1: should it's, just bring Meredith on because we pretty much bring her up every show.
0: Yeah, they oh love my you. gosh, I love you. I love you, Mayor. We love Um you. Okay, so we're talking about human-centered design. It's hard work. And if you're listening to this and you're in the midst of a transformation or trying to plot what change would look like, Allison was just dropping some knowledge about it being complex, it being complicated, and it being multi-stepped. AKA, like you have to tap into the system. You have to know it is multi-layers, multiple systems. It, it, and guess what? It impacts people. And that's what you're plotting if you're doing this work. We have so much more to talk about this topic. Hopefully you could follow us today, but we were really speaking from the heart.
1: We were. And from In fact, our- I would say we were orbiting the giant hairball.
0: Is that a resource I hear?
1: That is a resource. It's actually my week's recommendation. Orbiting the Giant Hairball, A Corporate Fool's Guide to Surviving with Grace. Gordon McKenzie. And I like to call this the um, the infinite just of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, of design reading, of corporate reading. Because it is just such a... It's also a fraction of the size, but... It is, <laughs> don't judge it, it by its size. Don't judge it by its size. It is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful piece of work. Am I right?
0: You're so right. You know, my... my just, uh, we just
1: pulled one. We just started to pull one thread of that hairball. We,
0: pull, we pulled a thread. And we've actually probably pulled at three or four and then they yeah. got stuck.
1: Yeah. But let's pull out more of those threads in yes. more episodes
0: of In Common because this is not... And, and, you know, we're design ops practitioners, but we're right by the side of design leaders who are being asked to do this. We are being asked to lead these transformations. And likely, if you're listening to this, you are too. So, uh, good luck. Godspeed at this time here in remote work from homeland, doing this type of work.
1: Doing the um, Lord's work. As doing Jen, the like.
0: Lord's work. We'll, we'll <laughs> cheers you on our way cheers. out. Cheers. We love you all. And here's to human-centered design and the transformation of what that means for societal design in the end. Am I right, Allison?
1: Amen, sister. If you want more from me, Allison Rand,
0: and me, Jackie Fry,
1: go to incommon.design. Alrighty, that's our show. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.